Hello, friends, and welcome to the Dimension of Our Midnight Cake, a weekly transmission for the Nexus of Realities. I'm Soltis, and joining me are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings, Beaches. Don't, don't do me first. Lumberdor. Hi, I'll come in peace. And Doug. What Mars, what do they think, they're Germany or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, due to the continuous effects of my planner disruption, our connectivity to the Nexus remains tenuous. Regardless, we wanted to discuss the 1996 Tim Burton cult classic, Mars Attacks. Generally unappreciated in its time, the American comic science fiction film features an all-star ensemble cast. Originally imagined as a stop-motion homage to Ray Harryhausen's monster pictures, budget constraints led to the filmmakers hiring industrial light and magic to create the Martians using computer animation. Despite incorporating a newer technology, Tim Burton still wanted, quote, to make the special effects look cheap and purposely fake looking as possible, unquote. Mars Attacks is 106 minutes long, had an estimated budget of around $70 million, and grossed $101.4 million at the box office. If you enjoy our conversations and would like to contribute or contact us, consider visiting our website at ourminutecake.com, like and subscribe, and share this transmission with your friends. Join us next week for our discussion of the 1967 American satirical black comedy, Mel Brooks film, The Producers. What a bizarre movie in an already bizarre catalog. Did anyone not know <laughs> so weird. that this was based on trading cards? I did. I did not until this most recent watch through. Oh, heck. Hmm. Yeah. Apparently it was, it, a, was it was a birthday present for Tim Burton. One of the producers that he works with wanted to give him a birthday present and found these this collection of dinosaurs attacks and Mars attacks. Oh, cards oh I didn't know that. That's awesome. I have heard the about Mars the dinosaurs cards. attack and how that was a potential alternate idea instead of doing Mars attacks. Oh man. The mm -hmm. dinosaurs ones are so violent. And I've been if you've never seen those, a, they're amazing. I've been saying for a couple of years now, I want a big budget movie that's not Jurassic Park. Oh man. Like Especially after this last one. Good hell. Give us dinosaurs. Those dinosaurs cards, they play for keeps. It's like dinosaurs just tearing people apart left and right. It's even the Mars Attacks cards are like it would be an R-rated movie. I oh think, yeah. If they Followed. Oh, like that opening scene with the oh, cows on fire. Yeah. That's apparently that's from one of the cards. And I, I don't they know fought to is, keep that in. Definitely there. inspired by the cards. Like it, it, what it an opening! It's the theme of the cards. What an opening! Yeah, I've forgotten this movie opened with a stampede of a stampede of <laughs> flaming cows. <laughs> They're like, well, yeah, but it's you know, it's got we. What like, did the guy real say? Cows. Filipina New Year. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the screenwriter who he kept putting that in and kept getting notes back from the studio that you've got to take this out. You got to take this out. And then finally got a back note back the next draft. If this is still in here, you're fired. And he kept it in and he got fired <laughs> and then was brought on as you know but something else. We're all about everything on fire. So yeah, that that's great. Mm -hmm. that, that man's an American hero. It sets the stage for a really bizarre movie.
I've got a book of the original mm. trading cards where they've gone through and like explained them and all. And there's a lot of um, homage to those in the movie based on the cards. Not everything, of course, because some of them are really out there. Some of them are more set in like the 50s and 60s as well. But like with them um, <laughs> attacking uh, Congress and that might be my favorite um, scene. <laughs> like you were talk- talking about the cows on fire and, and all that stuff and their guts, their bodies incinerating and it's leaving the skeleton. A lot of that is straight from the cards. I think they have the shrink ray in there too, right? Huh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's number 24. I just turned to it actually, yeah. it's uh, They had a shrink ray. Uh, they had all sorts of stuff like tidal waves <laughs> that they left out, giant flies, all sorts I of things. I love that stuff. pissed off general. He was great. Oh yeah, hey, this he wanted everybody to die. Jack Nicholson's like, chill out. Oh, what a cast! <laughs> I this. forgot that Pierce Brosnan was in this movie. Pierce Brosnan, Sarah Jessica Parker. See, that was when he was pretty, pretty big too. There were people I was supposed to recognize. <laughs> a few, apparently. They might have even only been in the movie for a few moments before being violently killed. Oh yeah, Michael J. Fox, Jack Black, Danny DeVito. Literally just oh like gosh, Danny DeVito is the best example. He's in the movie for like three minutes. <laughs> I liked Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan always had the pipe. It's like oh, it's yeah. not enough that he has the thick British accent. They're like, let's give him a pipe. And the lab coat. Let's really in <laughs> the lab coat. Let's just send this home. <laughs> was this before James Bond? This was after James Bond. I thought it was after. He, yeah. he, just came, he was a big star. He just came of off of James Bond. Yeah. Oh, man. If I remember correctly, he really wanted to work with Tim Burton. I had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> but Jack Nicholson's contract apparently stipulated that at a certain time, doesn't matter what was going on, he was done and he was out. So if you need to get your, co- your you know, the costume back or if you need to get makeup or whatever, at this time he's out and then he's off to the golf course. Oh gosh! <laughs> Did anyone when he was doing his presidential address? That felt just like the scene in Batman where the Joker is in like his Jack Napier makeup, doing the oh, yeah. address oh, yeah. to Gotham City. It was like the same, <laughs> the same background. Oh, that everything. Joker! Well, Tim Burton did both movies. He did, and so did Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Also, when Jack Nicholson's uh, uh, doing his big pitch in the hotel with the uh, the the saucers coming up in the background, mm-hmm. I got Beetlejuice vibes. <laughs> but that's that's one thing I always loved about this movie. It was it's not uncommon for them every couple decades, you know, to make some giant movie like this where there's this huge cast of like you know twenty plus celebrities, and they all have little bitty cameos, but. I loved this one initially just because like but also that that is kind of a knock at the uh the disaster genre. Yeah, that too. But the, this one that you just like you lose so many of those recognizable faces. Oh yeah. Instantly. In fact, and, didn't, in this, such these great didn't ways. this come out right around the same time Independence Day did? Um this came out in '96. So much so that yeah. you couldn't help but want to see draw yes. huge comparisons between the both of them. So I think they came out within months of each other. And if I remember correctly, they decided to not go the dinosaur attacks route because because of Jurassic Park. Because Jurassic Park was having uh, a sequel, and they didn't want to. <laughs> Amazing. 
They want to compete. <laughs> Will Smith came along and just knocked that plan in the face. That dang, that dang Jeff Goldblum got him anyway. <laughs> oh, the Goldblum. <laughs> Sneaky son of a gun. He still got him. The production for this movie was not at all smooth. At one point, it seemed like like Tim Burton was going to retire completely from making movies. That bad. Okay. Like he had such a difficult time trying to get things done, get work with the studio. <laughs> People are giving him a hard time about it. So has it. he done that now about four movies too late? Yeah. <laughs> Just think there's a universe in which his version of Willy Wonka never would have been made. Now that's the multiverse movie well, I Then we don't get all those trippy Detroit uh, musicals. <laughs> that's okay. I did enjoy watching those, but you know. Some things are too scarring to watch more than once. That's that's what I want is this movie chock full of deep roy. <laughs> I mean, well, who deep does roy it? the better. Man, that guy. He's a box office draw for me. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot consolidate that version with um or really any other version of him with the uh, the one in um, Never Ending Story. Oh. <laughs> no, we're not talking about that child scarring movie right now. Oh, he was <laughs> that horse out of this. <laughs> Oh, wait, wrong one. Okay, so we've got uh, Annette Benning, Yeah, Glenn Annette Close. Benning. Who gives us our initial sort of like a false theme of planetary uh, danger. What, yeah. uh, what am I trying? Environmentalism, I guess. We're destroying the planet. Mm -hmm. I like that they introduce sort of like a, a nice false theme. <laughs> this is what the aliens are about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, a tiny Natalie Portman. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As the first daughter. That my parents are in charge at the White House, Natalie Borman. What a drag. <laughs> I liked her name. It was Taffy. That just sounds like a first daughter name. Yeah. <laughs> Taffy. And then at the end of the movie, apparently she's in charge and can yes. <laughs> handle, handle, handle out the medals. It went that far down the yeah. chain. <laughs> that's even after watching a it's movie so where a bunch of Martians were annihilating people. I was like, that's not how the secession of command works. Yeah. We'll let their kid run it. She's five. Well, it's like in Battlestar Galactica, where it ends up with the uh, what the Secretary of Education, and everybody's like, "This is nuts." <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, I'm okay with the kid running it instead of a Secretary of Education because there's nobody usually might be better off in, that has done education in those positions. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know, and this is skipping all the way to the end of the movie, but I, I'm afraid I won't remember it later. My favorite line in the whole thing, the, the bit about the, uh, and I, I think we should all live in teepees now because it's really better in a lot. <laughs> it doesn't expand on it, just, just lets it lie. <laughs> it's a lot of better. No idea who that kid is. <laughs> he is he is that guy from Mars Attacks. Yes. I love that it's, much. it's him and his grandmother that, uh, Save the world, though. Like I just, it's a Juno from Beetlejuice. Yeah, what? yeah. The grandmother. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I think she's a boy now. <laughs> Does not work? <laughs> it's like he was the baby from Juno. That can't yeah. be. Awesome. <laughs> like, no, this, no, was no. <laughs> this movie was before Juno. Lumberdor, you were you were talking about how it's the boy and the grandmother who end up saving the day. That's the whole point. It's wonderful. All of the authority figures, oh, yeah. everybody who's supposed to know what they're doing and have all the answers, they all fail. And it's 
accidentally they <laughs> yes. stumble upon this thing that will make the aliens' heads explode. <laughs> it's wonderful. <Yes. laughs> I love the the scene where the the French prime minister like calls the president. It's okay. They want to talk it over. Get out of the room. Uh, he's just Morris. like, ah, you stupid <laughs> SOB. He's just leaving up the phone. <laughs> Get out now. And while the aliens are running around the town, they have the little translator things. It's like <laughs> We come in peace, yeah. Don't run away. We come in we peace. Don't come run away. Peace. I like the revelation. If you if you weren't already in on the joke that um, mm -hmm. you know, it's really it has nothing to do with the peace and safety of humanity, but it's the look on the administration that they are concerned about. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, we didn't even say Martin Short. Martin Short. Yeah, Martin Short oh. is another good one. I Great do love the scene shirt. where, you know, it's this continual back and forth between the U.S. and the aliens. Like, oh, maybe we just, it was a misunderstanding. And um, it was the bird. And then, no, no, no. I no, love that. Was, they had to sign was, no birds. No <laughs> birds, yeah. It was something else. And then. Maybe it's that they want to kill you all. You uh, the alien general or ambassador is getting, reading like the little telegraph prompter or whatever it is, shooting out the message. And they're like, ah, 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 back and forth. <laughs> And repeating about the message of peace, and they just start I like laughing. That it was awkward. At the Americans' experience, like it would be, like <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. it wasn't just like an instantaneous thing. He talked in the machine, and he did some dials. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just a moment. <laughs> Lots of people knowing exactly what they're doing, being confident about it, and being horribly wrong continuously in this movie is another thing that i just i love because mm -hmm. it's that way everywhere it, it really is <laughs> that's that's the truest reflection of reality in this movie. oh yeah. yes <laughs> that first lineup of the aliens as they exited the ship in nevada did you notice the one to the right of the uh, ambassador he's just looking up in the air <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help but notice some of these uh, weird background details in, in this one. Was there something against, there clearly was something against birds because they make another point of destroying birds later on. Yeah, when they were going through the White House and uh, like there's a bird in a cage, they make a special point of mm. annihilating that thing. And, uh -huh. and it has nothing to do with the destruction of humanity, but it's just a personal vendetta of theirs for some reason. <laughs> Just don't like birds. Which, I, I, I did yeah, like. Isn't explained. Um, Doesn't need to be explained. It's no. <laughs> I liked when at first um, uh, Pierce was, you know, uh, the, the, you know, maybe it was a misunderstanding, and and Taffy was with him. She was like, you know, we don't. Maybe the dove meant like a war to them, and then later on when uh, they uh, they destroy Congress, she's like, I guess it wasn't the bird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about this with my dad and I I didn't realize that he enjoys this movie also. Oh, really? Yeah. And, <laughs> and he, he categorizes it in that weird category of comedies that aren't, it's a comedy. It's, it's funny, but it's not a classical comedy. It's just not a traditional yeah. comedy. Yeah. In a way, but like it's, everything's it's just absurd. straight. Mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah, People just do what they do. And that's mm -hmm. the satire. Yeah. Yep. That's a good observation. Yeah, the same reason I love like Office Space and and some of these <laughs> these themes that yeah, satire is a good word, I guess, just to where it's these 
uh, Idiocracy is another one, and they're both Mike Judge films, but it's these observation of human interaction and a lot of times just the dumb mistakes we make repeatedly over and over again and how hilarious looking at it from kind of an outsider's point of view, how hilarious it really is. Didn't Stephen Hawking say that, you know, if we were ever visited by uh, aliens, we should probably fear them. I'm I would assume with so. that, but that sounds like good advice. <laughs> I, I believe because it was the notion that uh, much different from Pierce Brosnan's theory <laughs> that uh, any, oh, that any so creatures that can that travel. Peaceful. And of course, I guess this is different. We're, are we literally saying these were from Mars, right? Yes. Yes. Even though, was there any evidence to that? At one point, they said that they had um, looked at Mars, and but uh, Pierce says that they hadn't looked, you know, deeper into the caverns. Yeah, that's that's like yeah. their was rationale. Was that just kind of yeah. a BS explanation? Sure, <laughs> we probably. don't really so. know where these I, I, guys I think came that from. was. Do we? They show them traveling from. Do Mars. they? Okay, okay. Um, I mm-hmm. and I know in the cards they are from Mars. I think the cards actually end in the destruction of Mars. Which I think would be oh, a big deal for the know. solar system, right? <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> Maybe don't explode there's a planet, planet that's yeah. not there anymore. <laughs> it's got to have some kind of ramifications. <laughs> Just blow up a nearby planet, and there there aren't any like uh, large chunks coming. Out. <laughs> yeah, right. We had Glenn Close here. Always great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crushed by a chandelier. <laughs> Crushed by her decorating. And to me, one of the greatest. <laughs> Uh, performances in this movie is uh, you know Tom Jones singing baby, uh, singing Snow White style to oh my Mother gosh. Nature at the end and flying planes and I mean, that is a thing that happens in this movie. You have Tom yes. Jones with an eagle or a hawk, some kind of bird of prey, landing on his arm while he's petting a deer. And <laughs> that's that's Tom that. Jones. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Studio. That's just Tom Jones. If you've ever been to one of his shows, then this is how it works. They got a, yeah. They got the no bird signs outside, but they just totally oh, ignore him and just that, come straight in. That was Danny DeVito's best scene, wasn't it? You're Tom Jones. It's not unusual. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the Tom Jones impersonation and asking for an autograph during yes. the middle of an alien Oh my invasion. gosh. I love that like, because that's got to be Tom Jones' life, right? Oh, yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, Mr. Vegas. Like I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Michael J. Fox, I think, gets the first big like surprise. Oh my god, they killed that guy. <laughs> right, where she's just holding on to the hand. But Michael J. Fox yeah. is like one of the characters think, you think might survive. I think you mean as celebrity. Yeah, that, oh yeah, true. Because he's Michael yeah, J. Yeah, the right. first celebrity. Like you, you expect him to go through she's the holding on to the hand. <laughs> and then... Doc Brown is to pull in at the right moment and yank him out. Then... <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, Jack Black, but we really didn't know who Jack Black was. And then was of course there. skinny we... Jack Black was no. annihilated. <laughs> oh, our hero. <laughs> <laughs> why did it have to be him <laughs> and that's that's joe don baker who is in many b movies back in the day oh yes yes Westerns, and he's yes. in one of my favorite episodes of mystery science theater 3000 when they roast the movie mitchell it's pretty amazing joe don baker <laughs> for all the joe don baker fans that i know are listening right now i know you saw him too mm. <laughs> yeah, apparently there's an international sign of the donut yes yeah <laughs> i'll just use that next time at Krispy Kreme maybe it'll give me a free dozen or something try it, it won't you got me. nothing to lose <laughs> what, what about that very classy uh two genders joke <laughs> 
Oh yeah, that wouldn't fly today. <laughs> we got uh, we got Danny Elfman here, who is the John Williams of right. all the other movies. Yes, oh, the voice of <laughs> yeah. Deep Roy singing in Charlie and Chocolate. <laughs> yes. For all you Oingo Boingo fans, uh, Oingo I Boingo read that song. Singing voice for Jack yeah. Skellington. Well, due to that whole Jack Skellington thing on mm-hmm. uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, that, that caused a little bit of a riff between him and uh, Tim Burton. So Howard Shore actually did his next film, uh, Edward. I don't know. Somehow they came back together, became friends again, so that, so that he was able to do this again. One. Thank goodness they got back together so we could have Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> There's a universe where they don't get back together, Sultis. They don't reconcile. Mm-hmm. And we're spared. We'll, we'll chalk we that get, up to. We get nothing but John Williams that, scores <laughs> and Tim Burton movies from then on. And, you know, it just wasn't the same. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was John Williams scoring Charlie in the Chocolate Factory and doing the singing voice of the Oompa Loompas? That might be a universe that's worse. I don't know. Do you guys remember the uh, the Family Guy Star Wars thing? Yeah. Yes. Where uh, it was... Um, Unfortunately, I do. There was the um, the John Williams music, and, you know, it was very John Williams. Yes. <laughs> He's over there conducting in the desert. They, sort of, they come back, <laughs> and it's like um, the aunt and uncle have been burned to death, and so is John Williams, so they had to get Danny Elfman, and the music's now like... Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug, thank you and good night. That's what it's I, know. I would call it looks like it's oh, kind of okay. medium up. to awful medium to awful yeah <laughs> there we go <laughs> this is gonna be fun just like our podcast <laughs> medium to awful enjoy <laughs> universe it's gonna be exciting <laughs> here it comes and whether you want it or not enjoy the glitchy internet I mean we're awesome Celtus and the subpar audio of uh, number, which one am I uh, <laughs> your, your dog Judy <laughs> apparently you had a poster on your wall about that movie oh right right something. right Not, I was, I was flipping that. I, I was flipping through uh, streaming, <sighs> and that happened. I do have a Mars oh, Attacks poster on my wall. Mars Attacks. If that's what we're talking are about. Are we recording now? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just assume we always are. Well, dang. Um, okay. So Mars Attacks. Okay. I like that movie. I haven't started you the intro, your intro. <laughs> Oh. That's what you'll say when you call it. That's going to be our little movie. snippet at the end. <laughs> Okay. There you go. There we go. <laughs>